Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmates' flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday morning, everybody, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom, presented, of course, as always, by Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay, but I'm, I'm cranky. <laughs> I'm, I'm real cranky. I have nothing I've been to complain so about, today. but I've been super cranky the last couple of days. Oh, my God. I've threatened to quit my job like eight times today Ugh. to eight different people. Just, I'm in a terrible mood. Um, I'm in better mood now that I'm here talking to you about some fun stuff. Um, so where do you? How do you want to kick it off this week? There's a lot of there's a lot of drama this week. There feels like more drama than great wrestling. Yeah. This week. Yeah. It feels. I, yeah. Go ahead. I enjoyed Dynamite. I enjoyed live tweeting it for. Uh, oh, that's for, right. Uh, yeah. Fight Game Media. Yeah. Although everyone, literally everyone in the Fight Game Media group was talking about it on Facebook, not talking about it with me. Yeah. But that was couple, my bad. A couple of a couple of, of of troopers came by, Mel, Paul. It was great to see the people to stop by. Really appreciate yeah. it. But it was great. I really enjoyed it because I tend to like I'll lay down on my couch, mm-hmm. I'll start watching, I'll fall asleep, something like that. But live tweeting, I'm sitting up, I'm staying awake, uh, and I stayed awake for the entire thing. And that's just because I'm a really, really elderly gentleman. <laughs> um who's not used to working a nine to five and, and does now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So how do you, okay. How do you want to start this week? Well, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about momentum the last yeah. week. WWE two. versus AEW. Yeah. Not to get too much into the WWE stuff, but they're definitely on the upswing, you know, they are, they really are. People are excited and about I, them. People are buying tickets. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the thing is, I, if it wasn't for my current job situation, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd watch I'd be watching everything because I'm excited. Like I've been the conversation of what will WWE look like when Vince leaves and how great will it be when Vince leaves? That's a conversation I've had like every month for years. Yeah, right, right. And, and we've talked about it before, but this is an exciting time. Yeah. And it, it would be great for this to be something that pushes AEW. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem to be pushing AEW. No. And there's two things here that just popped in my head. I'm going to throw together. Okay. Number one, it's a new regime and probably a way better company to work for right now than it was two months ago. Yeah. Number two, we've got Tony Khan in a meeting, having a meeting. And one of the things that came up was that he sent legal letters to the W or they had a lawyer called WWE yeah. and say, quit Mega. tampering with our people. Uh-huh. And that makes me wonder, 
could WWE tampering and the desire to go to a newly fantastic workplace in WWE, could that be part of the reason for some of the turmoil within AEW, particularly backstage? Just pulling that out of my butt. It definitely is probably messing with people's heads, you know, especially people who uh, took a risk or, you know, um, probably the writing was on the wall for them in WWE or they got released. Right. And then now they're at AEW and the grass is greener. And now they're looking back and thinking the grass is green on the other side. So, you know, I don't even know how valid it is in terms of like, well, buddy, you know, if if buddy Matthews were to go back to WWE, would he suddenly be like main eventing WrestleMania? You know, probably not. Yeah, he wouldn't. He'd probably be making a little more money. Yeah, that's true. And maybe he wouldn't be as miserable as he might have been before, because that's the one thing we've heard is we saw Moxley talking about these ridiculous angles they were trying to give him. Right. And we've heard this from a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people that it was just miserable to work in the type of environment they were in. Yeah. And yeah, look, I've worked with people who, you know, change their mind. You can't trust what they say because it just, you know, the next week that's something else you do what they say and then they change you know say i didn't want yeah. that or you know kind of thing and it seems like that's how it was at its worst yeah. you know the last couple of years of just you didn't even know if you you didn't even know uh you didn't even know what match you were going to be wrestling right. that night right so not, like that definitely kills you putting together a great match with your opponent ahead of time right yeah that's what you know when i like has done studying of like leading creative teams and things like that. One of the, um, there's a guy named Todd Henry, who is a really good book about that, who um, had a thing about how you have to have, um, there's like high stability and low stability and high challenge and low challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about an environment where you want to be, have high challenge, but you also want to have high stability, right? Because people mm-hmm. take risks when they're, when they're, when they know that if they take a risk, they're not going to, you know, lose their job over it or someone's going to yell at them or things like that. Um, or they're willing to work hard, but if they have high risk and low stability, they like second guess themselves. They become unsure. They stop trying, you know, they're, they're like, why should I even care? They're afraid to buy in or get excited about anything. And I think yeah. that's where they were at with WWE. Like people were like, even if like one week you were like, oh, you know, this was great. I had a great match or I had a good story or something like that. You never knew if like the next week it would still be there or not, or if it just go the opposite way, you know? And now I think they're at least like, even if there's not a huge change, you can already see the difference where people feel more, um, you know, there's a steady hand at the wheel at least, you know? And that's, so it's interesting, you know, we talked uh, weeks ago about, you know, this, this is potentially scary for AEW because the one thing that, um, you know, really gave them an advantage was WWE was an awful place to work. Yeah. And they were working know, for a literal, right. A literal elderly lunatic. Right. Exactly. Maybe and now Johnny Gargano is coming out and getting a huge reception on Monday night. Raw. Johnny Gargano made a smart choice. He did. He made kind of a risky choice. Sitting out as right long as he did. Though, yeah. He made the right choice for him for sure. Well, my theory is that Triple H called him and was like, hey, man, just give it a couple of months. It's all under control. There's things in motion. And take this mother down. Yeah. Take, he's going down. <laughs> yeah. Tried to try to give me a heart that, attack. Right. Yeah. Also, there's one other thing. Again, this is just something popped into my head. I haven't thought about it at all. But there's also that thing in politics where it's like, and and you 
I hear it a lot because I know a lot of people in Texas, which is everybody's moving to Texas, and but then like don't vote to make it like the place you left. Yeah. Kind of like enjoy it. We're glad to have you. Right. But like don't vote to make it like the place you left. And I wonder if the rapid influx of a lot of WWE people may have had mm. a really destabilizing effect on the locker room mm. and not through any fault of their own, not that they're bad people, yeah. but they're coming from a really toxic backstage environment. Yeah. And, and that could just bring their tendencies in, which they might not even understand are toxic from the amount of time they spent there. Right. I don't know. Just another thing. I also had a random thought baseless earlier today about um, Cody Rhodes who we all know is working undercover. Yeah. He's going to be back in like five to seven years, for sure. But, um, you know, this all kind of started, you know, after the, one of the questions I had uh, when I was reading about like this, like talent meeting they had with all the new VPs and the bucks Mm -hmm. and Omega and all the, how are they all different? You know, Tony was really nice and kind of fatherly to them. And Omega was supposedly like a little more, hard on the talent, you know, like kind of suck it up Mm. and that kind of thing, you know? Right. And I thought, you know, who would probably handle that meeting really well? Cody Rhodes. And I wonder how much, I wonder, you know, because he would have been able to politic everyone into being on the same page because he was so good at like that kind of vision casting kind of thing. I heard he was really aloof backstage. I could be wrong about that, but I also do believe that he is likely one of the better politicians in pro wrestling. Yeah. And probably really good at that sort of thing. But also the fact that I don't know the roles everybody plays in the locker room. I don't know. I know that Eddie Kingston's kind of inspirational backstage, things like that. Yeah. Um, And he gave an inspirational pie face. That's right. I'm looking (laughs) forward to talking about that. Yeah. But um, I have, let's, let's, let's play some guessing games here. Sure. I'm assuming Kenny Omega is a leader, whether he, he rubs people the wrong way or not. Yeah. He's probably a leader. Yes. He's been gone. I have a feeling Brian Danielson is probably a pretty good. By the way, I I don't know what happened. I think I had a stroke there. Brian Danielson, I yeah. have a feeling, is a pretty good presence in the locker room. Yeah. He's been gone. There have been so many people gone that it might have left some real vacuums in the locker room mm-hmm. that might have, I don't know, might have caused some issues. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, last week, uh, Jeff Hawkins on the Diamond Show on the Patreon was talking about um, how maybe they need to have that, like, Undertaker, you know, locker room leader who's not just like yeah. the inspirational leader that people look up to, but is also the guy that's like, you're really only going to take a fight so far with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not like a, you know, wrestler's court bullying type thing, but just the guy who's like going to set people straight when they're getting out of line, you know. I don't know if they have kind of that. like a yeah, kind of like how Mark Coleman is apparently a, a semi enforcer for Dana White. Oh, really? He'll send Mark Coleman to handle things. Oh, okay, even to this day, I think that should be Mark. I think that should be Mark Henry. Bring it. Yeah, I don't think Mark Henry should necessarily be the one making the decisions, mm-hmm. but he should be the one to go have the talk with him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And by the way, just to be clear, yeah. I, I I am well aware that I have no idea what I'm talking about on this. Yeah, this is but pure as a fan, yeah, I'm just speculating as a fan because things are bad in the locker room. Yeah, and I don't think anybody can argue that because we've got three 
major issues we're about to talk about between uh-huh. CM Punk and Hangman pa- Adam uh-huh. Page, uh-huh. Sammy Guevara and the entire locker room, but in particularly Eddie Kingston right uh-huh. now, uh-huh. and then uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Right. And those are all major names in this company. Not, Huge names. Not to mention people who are just sort of generally frustrated, supposedly, about you know how often they're on TV or how often they get to work. And we've heard all kinds of names, even people who've just come back and yeah. been featured, you know. I have a, a unique idea, a mm. unique idea I want to throw out there for Tony Khan, who's definitely listening. Yeah. And that is the wrestlers that you have under contract that you believe in mm-hmm. um, and you signed because you love them as wrestlers. How about you put them on Dynamite? I mean, on Rampage. <laughs> how about you put them on Rampage, buddy? Yeah. How about we get what's this guy's name? Ashton Blake. Is that the yeah. guy? Uh-huh. We're just getting randoms. Right. That don't need to be on Rampage. Listen, I did not watch that match because I, I like I knew it was going to happen. Right. I knew Ashton Blake wasn't getting the win over Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. I don't need to see that. But Powerhouse Hobbs would have done. It would have been great for him to wrestle someone people have heard of. Right. Someone that people care about, someone who is in AEW, mm-hmm. someone who is all elite. Yeah. And it seems like every week we get like three people from AEW on Rampage. Right. You've got three hours and you only use two. Yeah. And that's an issue. Right. And I make a and I make a list of at the same time, they've got too much going on. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I make a Amazingly. list, you know, like our rundown, I do like bullet points of like all the segments. Right. And whether it's an interview yeah. or something like that, just about everything I write down and I counted them up and, and I can't count them right now because I've already deleted some. But um, I think there were like 12 segments on Dynamite across two hours and there were 10 on Rampage in one hour. So it's like they're cramming stuff in there, and yet... But they're cramming it with garbage. Right, right. Ryan Nemeth, uh, you know, hey, Ryan Nemeth, universally liked guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's got his role, but... He got he helped get Wardlow cheered. Right. With an Cleveland pop. Cleveland against Cleveland. It, at least... At least he's a guy who I believe is all elite. I think, yeah, he is. I think he got the graphic. I think so. So I was happy for him. Yeah. But um, and he's the type of guy who you should be putting in these squash matches, not Ashton Blake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 gotten like the a lot of people want to say, oh, the. Let me see how to put this. Basically, people aren't watching Rampage because there's nothing there to see. Yeah. And then this week they pimped all week. Behind, you're going to hear from CM Punk. That's right. Behind the scenes footage, CM Punk. Exclusive. Yeah. I sneezed and I missed it. Yeah. I timed it. Kevin literally had to tell me what happened because I missed it and I right. did not take. I watched that entire show. Yeah. I stayed awake the entire show. Yep. I was engaged in the garbage for an hour <laughs> because I do this show and because for some reason I love AEW. Right. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come on, man. They did a 30 second recap of the match from Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then they did 20 seconds of exclusive footage of Punk sitting on the table just saying so that it was he, at the very beginning. Uh, no, it was later in the no? show. Yeah, it was about okay. three fourths. It was right before the main event. Okay. And uh, and yeah, it was just him saying, does your foot hurt? And he says, no, I don't feel anything. And then they moved on. That was it. 
She flew no, her? No, no emotion over, I just came back and lost everything I've worked for in my comeback. No anger. No. Are you telling me there was more emotion in Thunder Rosa announcing this way for the title? <laughs> there literally was. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He seemed like he seemed like I do when I'm getting like my blood pressure checked at my annual checkup. <laughs> like just kind of like, how you feeling? Well, I mean, you know, I'm feeling okay. You know, da, yeah. da. Oh my god. Yeah. That's terrible. And it's That's clear awful. it's clear that they just did not plan on it and and you know Maybe having any kind of follow plans involving <laughs> the man who's supposedly wrestling for the world title in like eight days, oh, something man. like that. I'm, I'm guessing eight might be less, probably is less. Remember when we had the Good reputation Lord. of being like the sunshine and rainbows fanboy show? We, yeah, well, we're losing that reputation right now. <laughs> Trust me. Cause it's getting worse. It's getting worse from here on out. Hey, there was stuff I liked. There was stuff I liked. I liked Dynamite. I did yeah. not dislike Dynamite. Yeah. And there's a lot of great, there's a lot of big things to talk about. For instance, I feel like we're talking like it's the week after. Yeah. And it feels like the week after CM Punk's loss. Right. No, no. That's this episode. Right. And we haven't even mentioned it yet. Yeah. We're only mentioning the repercussions of it. Right. Right. Um, and I also have a, a kind of ridiculous story about that as well. Okay. So, okay. So... It is things are where we're, we've been comparing and Dave Meltzer has been comparing the momentum yeah. between AEW and WWE to kind of get us back on track yeah. here. Um, live attendance has been down all out is not sold out yet. Mm -hmm. Every other pay-per-view, it seems like sold out in minutes. Mm -hmm. um, we've got all the backstage drama. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Do yeah. you want to go over the drama first? Or do you want to go over like ticket sales, all that? I mean, that's just the ticket sales. It just is what it is. Like they just don't have yeah. the momentum that they had, you know, and, and, you know, all out should be sold out, but it's also like, they've got three shows in one week and they just did a pay-per-view there in the United center in June. Chicago. They have ran Chicago ragged. Yeah. They've ran Chicago ragged. And I, I talk about new Orleans because I'm from, I'm from new Orleans, mm -hmm. from Louisiana. They ran new Orleans once. Yeah. Ever. And the crowd was awesome. Right. And that I guarantee you that is true of so many fantastic wrestling cities in this country yeah. where they could have sold out immediately, but they keep going back to Chicago. And yeah, it's meaningful for CM Punk. Right. But CM Punk wrestles for AEW a lot. Every show can't be in, in, in Chicago. Right. They need to start moving out. Yeah. And he keeps the not fact being they, able to be there in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also the fact they never run the West Coast yeah. when it feels like a third of their roster lives in the L.A. area. Right. It, right. I mean, the Young Bucks, EVPs, uh -huh. L.A. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It, yeah. At first, I just thought, you know, they they kind of claim Chicago as their own. They're mm -hmm. going to run it a lot. Right. I didn't expect it would be this much. Mm -hmm. Like, this is too much. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really just because of the Forbidden Door thing, I think. If it had been, because when was it before they were there before that? It was January, I think. I think so. Where where MJF beat Punk? Yeah. And uh, and if that and if it had been from there until now, we may not be thinking it that much. But you know, they that did sell out fun. the United Center for Forbidden Door based on you know, well, based on a New Japan exciting you know yeah. thing that they've been promised I, for years. But you know, everyone expected Punk to be there. Yeah, he wasn't. And now they're like. You know, based on storyline and everyone knows, you know, that, uh, you know, of course, Punk's going to be there this week yeah. and on the pay-per-view in some way. 
But based on the way the story is being told, this going to be another main event that you bought your ticket for that your hometown here is not going to be on. Yeah. Based on the story. Before we get into that, before we get into that. Yeah. I just want like real quick. What I'm saying about Chicago. Yeah. Isn't necessarily they're wearing the people out. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they're wearing out those people's wallets. Yes. I think your average your average American makes like forty thousand dollars. That's like a thousand dollar pay thousand dollars every two weeks. Yep. Most of that's going to go to rent and car and health insurance and all that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't leave a ton to go to wrestling events. And if you take your wife, your girlfriend, you're going to to get a decent seat, mm-hmm. even if it's not a great seat. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to be paying one to three hundred dollars for that. Right. You're going to be paying a lot of money for food. You're paying for parking. Most likely if yep. you live in Chicago, you're putting or, or an Uber. Right. You're putting out a lot of money. Yeah. And three times a year. And it's uh, by the way, it's not just three times a year because they're running three shows. Here. Right. Right. This is there aren't many people making 40 grand. Yeah. That are going to go that are going to buy tickets for eight, nine shows a year. Right. They, they can't afford it. They literally cannot afford it. Chicago is a big city. Yeah. But AEW is limited in the fan base. You know, let's mm-hmm. say um, let's say two million, mm-hmm. even though one like one point two mm-hmm. watches the show. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people like torrent things or mm-hmm. watch on mm-hmm. YouTube and things like that nationwide. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's very frustrating because I understand where those people are coming from. Yeah. Would probably like to be there and they literally can't afford to get there. Right. Our boss, Garrett is going to be there uh, this week. And he was talking about how he went last year and this year is costing approximately double what it cost last there year. There you go. The, Everything's the whole, the whole trip, more. airfare, yeah. travel, hotel, all together, twice as much for the same trip. Yeah. And the thing is, I make significantly more than the average American. And it would be really tight for me to get there and, and yeah. go. Like, There's no way I could like, go. My rent is high. My right. rent is too damn high. The food <laughs> is high. Everything's high right now. Like, I could right. maybe pull it off, but I would be eating ramen for a while after yeah. that. And I don't need to be eating ramen because I make pretty good money. Right. And after double or nothing, that nearly took you out already. So, oh my God, it. that trip cost me $4,000. $4,000. $4,000. $4,000. I know. I Sorry. That didn't too soon. Ladies and gentlemen, I had to rent a U-Haul to get home because my truck broke down on an Indian reservation in the middle Native yep. American reservation yep. in the middle of Arizona. Yep. And I, the U-Haul cost me $500 because there were no rental cars in that town. That's how small it was. Sorry to so, bring yeah. that up. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get going here. We're only starting. We're only starting. So, yeah, let's talk about that asshole CM Punk and Hangman. <laughs> By the way, I loved. I absolutely. I'm sure we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. I loved the video of why hangman out of the why hangman didn't answer the call yeah it was great it was so great (laughs) yeah oh my god also i love i love the ridiculousness of the entire situation it's something we haven't really had that much of lately from the Mm -hmm. dark order like we've had their basic like goofy their basic like we're all kind of gay jokes yeah very odd thing humor but then it's like this is adam page training these guys screaming right. at them right. sitting backwards in a chair on top of a table on top of a table no apparent reason yeah that's what i want out of dark order i want ridiculous situations leapfrogs yeah by the way mm-hmm. 
we saw you see you saw the six man this week. It did pretty clear what's going to happen there. It is pretty, pretty clear. clear. It is pretty clear. Ten is not going to be able to go on. Yeah, and only Adam Page is going to be able to step in. At yeah, Adam Page. I got then it right. Some, but yeah, but then like someone pointed out, like oh poor Ten, he like tweaked his knee and he's not going to be able to continue. But CM Punk's out there like, you know, with a shattered foot, and he's going to go out there for the world title in the same show. Britt Baker would have some things to say about yeah, that, ba- I think. <laughs> I think she would. And, and also, I kind of wonder if, I kind of wonder if Adam Page had a, had any say in this storyline mm. and how he gets in the match mm-hmm. as a means of subtly burying CM Punk. I don't know. I don't know. Either way. So. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back. Let's talk about the backstage drama portion of it. Is there anything yeah. new to add we didn't add last week? I think the only thing that's new last week was some of the details. We didn't know anything about why Kingston had been suspended and why the match had been lifted. And all those details came out in detail this week. With uh, Hit us with it. Hit us with it, Kevin. Kingston. Uh, so Sammy Kingston was supposed to challenge Sammy to a match, and he did. Uh, and it was taped for Rampage a few weeks back. And uh, the way it was, was Kingston was challenging on video and Sammy and Tay were going to be in the ring and Sammy accepts the match. Sammy, uh, I believe, responded to him by calling him a fat piece of shit. Yeah, I think so. Something along those lines. And, uh, you know, thought he did a pretty good job of healing it up. Went backstage and Kingston was very upset with him for making fun of his physique um, and yelled at him as if he wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, Sammy apparently didn't wasn't very sympathetic. They ended up getting separated and Kingston pie faced him, which is a no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one thing everyone agrees on is in some way, Eddie Eddie Kingston touched. Sammy Guevara's face. Yes. Should not, should not, uh, physically alter Kate. When it comes to (laughs) physically alter (laughs) Alter Kate, sorry. I love that. As that was coming out, I was like, I don't think that's the proper use of that word. That was wonderful. Like we need to go hard on that for the entire, for the entire future of this podcast. All right. So I'm not one to sit on the fence when it comes to alter, alter Kate's between people. Yep. When people alter Kate, I I tend to take sides pretty quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. And on this one, I'm 100% on, on, on Eddie Kingston's side. And I've basically called him a fat piece of shit before, and I love the man. Yeah. But it, like, word has leaked out from a number of sources that almost no one 
in AEW wants to wants to work with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, all the people who worked with him in the last like six months, like said they don't yeah. want to do it anymore. Yeah, nobody wants to work with him. But Eddie wanted to. Eddie yeah. Eddie said, "Let me do it." Yeah, and this happened, and I think you can tell a lot by how the guys reacted from to this, mm-hmm. which is Eddie Kingston said, "This is all on me." Yep, like he did what he did. You can be the judge of that. He crossed a line. I messed up. Yep. This is on me. Yep. And then they went to Sammy of Gar- no Guevara and he's like, yeah. yes, this is all on Eddie. Yes. <laughs> that tells me everything true. I need to know. Kingston through no, no qualifications, no, no saying, no. hey, he crossed the line, did not go into detail. All he I said, messed up. It's on I messed me. up. It's on me. I own it. And <laughs> Sammy issues a statement that he demands be quoted exactly. In which he calls Kingston really? unprofessional, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, apparently, apparently this is true. Basically, says I was being a heel. I don't know yeah. what the problem is. Well, he didn't tell me not to call him a fat piece a- of apparently shit. Apparently, the the ground rules are that when you're, you know, they're not given a lot of guidance on promos, and yeah. it's between the two guys that if there's something yeah. you don't want to talk about, like for instance, it was brought up that Sammy Guevara says, "Do not bring up my previous engagement. That is off limits." Yes. Yeah, Which is fair. Listen, anytime I enter a meeting at work, I, I, I started out with, listen, everybody, nobody's calling me a fat piece of shit today. <laughs> every time. Because yeah. you need to you say need it every to be time. Clear. Or, or why wouldn't they say it? Right. Why wouldn't they? Right. right? Yes. And apparently, I mean, Eddie assumed that maybe that had been talked about before and everyone kind of knew that you shouldn't do that. His, um, is what, what's it called? Like the Player's Tribune? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, the like his, Tribune article. Not, I don't think it was his article for that. It was the video he did from like his mom's attic. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And the, like you can tell he's sensitive about that. He brought right. it up in either that video or the Players Tribune. Yeah. You can tell he's sensitive about his weight. Right. Um. Which. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because died. like Brian Danielson, you know, that was part of their feud. Yeah. He talked about how he wasn't in great shape, you know, but it wasn't it like that insulting. They discussed that and yeah. they maybe worked out how it was going to be worded because there's a big difference between right. you need to do a few sit-ups and right. you're a fat, you're a slovenly fat piece of shit. <laughs> you, 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 you goddamn whatever. <sighs> there's a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I had know. to get that out. Well, it seems to all be resolved for the most part other than Sammy's still Sammy. Let's talk about appearances real quick. Okay. I've gotten compared to a lot of people in my day. Really? Some have been fantastic comparisons. Yeah. Um, some have been terrible comparisons, like a grown man once jumped up and down and pointed at me, calling me a toad frog with glasses. Wow. I didn't love that one. Kevin, has anybody ever told you mm-hmm. you give off serious Mark Marin vibes? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I hope that's not offensive in I'm anyway, not nearly Because it's bitter. a positive in my head. Yeah. It's positive in my mind. I have gotten Either that way. before. Yeah. Everyone needs to do a podcast with this man. He's coming you're to gonna town. You're going to feel soon. like you're on WTF with Mark Maron. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he is. I actually have a Mark awesome. Maron t-shirt in my drawer. I'm going to dig up probably if I go to the show. I'm going to try. I've got Mark. The best we've got coming to town is Nate Bargatze. And I'm really excited. I'm going to oh, try and great. see him. He's awesome. Um, yes. Let us know on Twitter. Um, hashtag the boom. Who are your personal favorite stand-up comics that are coming to your town very soon? Yeah. Okay. So we've talked Paige Hangman. We've talked Sammy Kingston. Now Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. We saw Thunder Rosa walk out in yeah. tears. Yes. Kind of. She was kind of shaking, right? She was like very She upset. was worked yeah. up. She was worked she was, up. She, and as someone in the group said, I and I quote, 
I don't think Thunder Rose is that great an actress. Yeah. I don't like I think she was (laughs) really upset. Yeah. And basically she can't. She said she was dropping the belt, but she's not dropping the belt. Right. Um, They gave her a little too much information to impart. They should have had have, that and just let her be emotional. Yes. Um, She is not going to be defending the belt at the pay-per-view. They're going to be an interim champion. Mm -hmm. An Um, interwomen's champion, as she said. Why not? Let's go with it. Interwomen's champion. And um, by the way, when I was when I heard this, I immediately like asked who people wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I hashtagged some women that I thought might be in it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Ely, I nailed it. You did. Four women I hashtagged are the four women in this match, which is Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, and I believe Tony Storm. Yep. Yeah, Tony Storm. Um, so there's there was some controversy. I'm not sure if it's cleared up. I think it is over whether Thunder Rosa was suspended or whether she was actually injured. I've heard both. Really? I've only heard that she was injured. She claims most people are saying that it was legit. It's a legit back injury. Like she's having trouble. That's right. A disc issue. That's yeah, that's right. Right. They're no fun. Yeah. Um, but apparently she does not get along at all with Britt Baker. Right. Let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. So, Baker's kind of relentless on making fun of her. The whole sandbagging issue became an in-joke. Really makes me wonder if that's something they worked out ahead of time. Yeah, right. And uh, um, then there was the issue of a couple of weeks ago, maybe three, four weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter was in a match with Thunder Rosa, and Rosa broke her nose. Right. And so that was not well received. So I think there's a little bit of a good riddance kind of attitude radiating off from Britt Baker because I think she, you know, right or wrong, thinks of this as her division. And And I've heard uh, from a number of people that I think know early on, early on, like a year ago, Mm -hmm. that basically nobody got signed to that division Unless Britt Baker signed off on it, then mm. kind of her division. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was one of the very first people signed. I remember in the very first early days of AEW, it was, uh, uh, well, Brandy, obviously Britt Baker. And who's yeah. the other one? I think, I think the plan was for the big feud early on to be Britt Baker and Kylie Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Man, I forgot. And all Kylie Ray, Ray has quit literally every organization in pro wrestling yeah. in the yeah. last couple of years. Which is a real shame. I was really excited for her. I know. At this point, every time I hear that she's doing well, I'm happy. <laughs> yes, I just want. I, I yeah. exactly. I want her to do well. Yeah. And I and I hate that she's not doing well in one of the bigger organizations. But right. maybe she's just not in a position where that's yeah. something that can happen. She just maybe someone with that life just isn't for her. But that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, when it comes to Britt Baker, I'm really excited, and I would like the title to be back on her. I've said that for a while. Yeah. And I wanted the belt to be on Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa just to me never really mm-hmm. worked as champion. I don't know if it just wasn't the right time or what. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of a lot of people don't like Britt Baker for whatever reason. I think in the fight game media group, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is, Thunder. Ro- I'm sorry, Britt Baker is the personality in the women's division, yeah, and one of the best personalities in, in wrestling. Period. Mm-hmm. And to really carry an entire division, you have to have an overwhelmingly large personality. Yeah. 
There's a reason Lance Storm was never world champion. And it's not because he wasn't a great wrestler, because yep. he was one of the best. Yep. It's because he did not have the personality to carry a division. Britt Baker does. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't know if anyone else in AEW is even close. Frankly, I don't think anybody is even close. I think Tony Jade's Storm's up there. has been a letdown. Jade is up there. Jade is up there. But the people without gold right now. Yeah. Tony Storm's been a letdown. Uh, yeah. Ruby Soho may have been able to get there, but she feels like she's yeah. come down a couple notches. Athena is not a non-starter. Athena for me. is no, it's a non-starter, yeah. not at all. I um, think Tony could get there. They just have to have someone work with her a little more on yeah. having some personality. Um, also, her vaguely know. like I don't know. There's something like her music's kind of vaguely stripperish. Yeah. I don't know. The whole presentation just isn't, yeah. I think, where it should be. Yeah. It's a little off. It's just a little off. We're right. Yeah. And it's and again, it's something that I think with tweaks could absolutely work. Yeah. And when Ruby Soho came in, she was the biggest deal in the world. Oh, yeah. I listened. I listened to the song Ruby Soho like 8000 times. Right. In two yeah. weeks. And I frankly should still be listening to it. But. She's fallen off a notch because yeah. I'm assuming they had her feud with QT Marshall. I don't remember it, that's but I'm assuming right. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't Or the equivalent. Yeah. By the way, I've heard this week that Penelope Ford pops ratings, and I did not know that. She did there for a while. Yeah. Mm. She did in her I last mean, run before she got hurt. Yeah, she was uh, like a mover. She seemed to do well in her match back. I can't remember it that well, but I, I remember I don't think she looked bad. Yeah. She's somebody who always just needed her wrestling to improve. Mm-hmm. And I think it is improving. So maybe there, there could yeah. be something there in the future. But maybe I don't, I don't know. know if it's just personality, you know. something that you can't. Right. I don't know. You either have it or you don't. They, they need some coaches in there that can really coach just in that, just to help bring that out in people. You know, yeah. because she has charisma. Tony does. Yeah. Have charisma. And I Absolutely. think I think her and Britt could be a great feud. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they're really natural. Um, but even like Chris Statlander is one of my favorites. Yeah. She's not that charismatic. No, not really. She, she can be in the ring. She's one of those people like in the yes. ring. She is. She's but then when you're like the backstage ring. and she all, this is what's weird. And you're not saying wrestling. You're saying there is real charisma that she exudes yeah. in the ring with her yeah. facial expressions, right. with her move set with everything. Right. And, and you're also, 100% right on that. And also, back, she's one of those odd ones where it's like in the ring, she has a charisma as a performer. And yeah. then when you see her in interviews, she seems like a really charming person that you'd love to be friends with. Mm-hmm. But somehow yeah. the in-between of playing that character backstage gets lost. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who you'd bring in to teach that. I don't have a clue because I, I think there's a lot of people like, I bet Stone Cold couldn't teach that. I bet he's right. just so natural to him. Just like yeah. BJ Penn like, isn't yeah. a great coach because yeah. everything came so natural to him, he can't teach it. That's one of those things I think like only Paul Heyman has the rep of being the person who can find that. You know, I'm going to yeah. find the one thing that sets you out from everybody else, and we're going to focus on that. Paul Heyman's so valuable in so many ways. I think if if I if I if somebody dropped $5 billion on me and yeah. I started a wrestling company, he'd be one of the first people oh, absolutely. I would ridiculously overpay for. Yeah. <laughs> And he'd make sure you would. Yeah, he'd make sure I would. Exactly. Be giving him. Um, Yeah. So everybody hates each other. Yeah. AEW. That's been the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week. Everybody hates each other. Yep. Okay. So what was John Muse pointing out about numbers? Okay. John Muse. 
one of the smartest people there is when it comes to this stuff, um, in a discussion about this, pointed out, and then Dave Meltzer picked it up and printed it mm-hmm. in uh, the Observer. Observer. Uh, let me read real. I'll kind of skim through it here. From June 15th to August 24th of this year, Gosh. so just a little over two months, there were 16 either heel-to-face or face-to-heel turns, not including Daniel Garcia being in limbo right now. In one month? In two months. 16. My God. In two months. Wow. 15 attack angels, including... Angles. 15 attack angles. Yeah, attack angels. That'd I be wish fun. We had attack, I wish yeah. we had 15 attack angels. Yeah. That... That's a that's a, an angle yeah. I'd be all about. Which included twenty people turning in those attacks. Four shows in that period had two turns on the show, so four times it was two turns in one show. And then he lists off some of them. And that's only half the turns. Right, right. So then he lists all the ones that they had and all that stuff. But yeah, so as he soon brought up this forbidden he, door ended. It yeah. felt like everybody started turning. Yeah. Everyone. And he brought up. Like that's a bit of a red flag in terms of someone who has a clear vision for where they're going is that that's, yeah. that's an indicator of panic booking of, you know, and some of that's like, if you go through the list, some of it, you understand like Sammy and Tay get together, everyone starts hating him. You kind of had to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Christian cage turn was planned out, you know, pretty much a year yeah. ago. So you had those to are both that, solid, right? Those are both. But solid. then there's like Layla Gray and Jonathan Gresham and uh, I have Anna an even Jay. bigger question. Yeah. I have an even bigger question about Layla Gray. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Not why did she turn? Why? Why is she there? Right. She doesn't. Even, yeah. It doesn't even make sense in story. It's, no, it's her like, group. She does. Jade hates her, hates her. And she's still there. Yeah. So apparently she's like, um, oh, what's his name? New super manager. Stokely. Uh, Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, she's Stokely's guy. Yeah. By the way, by the way, last week we talked a lot yeah. about new AEW heel group. Yep. Dave and Busters. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. And I think you and Paul were having a conversation online and I mm-hmm. said, Basically, we're going to see them for one week. Yeah. And we're never going to see them again. Right. We're going to see them again in like six months. Yep. We didn't see, we didn't even smell them this week. No, they were not on even dark. A, not a sniff. They added a person to the group on dark. who they add? A butler. A butler? A, uh, what's his name? V, uh, shoot. I forgot. I really his name. wish. He's a person. I really that wish Indi- it was the Indian Kentucky name. gentleman who previously served as a butler in AEW. <laughs> No, that's a real shame. Yeah, they have a butler now because they have money because they're right, Tony because Khan. they're busting the trust, which that's is funny. Exactly right. Like last week sometime, uh, my oldest daughter's in U.S. history mm-hmm. and uh, they were learning about Teddy Roosevelt, mm. who was famous for being a trust buster. That's right. He was antitrust. She was learning about antitrust and stuff. And so she's like, Dad, what's a what's a trust buster? <laughs> <laughs> did she really say those words yeah, she was like i'm learning about trust so like what what does trust buster mean and i was like well that's when a wrestler grows up and you know he gets yeah. an inheritance and uses it to buy all his friends and exactly yeah and try to win a trios tournament but you should oh you mean teddy Ro- i'm i'm sorry you mean teddy roosevelt you should have your daughter look up teddy's roosevelt's daughter which I, who i believe was alice roosevelt uh-huh. and his amazing quote it says, 
I can either what did what did, what did he say? I can either um, I can either look after Alice or I can run this country. I cannot do both. <laughs> she is an inspiration to women everywhere. Yeah. Have your daughter look up Alice Rose. Okay. It's an awesome. I'm story. gonna look that up. She carried snakes everywhere, and her snake had a wild name. And like, apparently, like, by the way, the beginning of the statement "not under my roof" mm-hmm. came from her smoking in the White House, and Teddy Roosevelt saying "not, not under my, my roof." Yeah. So she took it to the roof. Wow. Literally on top of the roof. Wow. And years later, Amazing. Willie Nelson did the same that's right. thing. That's exactly right. She's an inspiration. Wow. To now, see, that's what they should do with the everywhere. faction. Is just like instead of this, they should have like a guy who's like Teddy Roosevelt, and he's got like a girl that handles snakes and. Yeah. You know, maybe they have like a Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. You know, oh, my God. Care. They've got they've, that's exactly right. Oh, my God. Eleanor, they've got they have rough Eleanor. riders. Yeah. Oh, the rough riders and this guy who's riding a little rough in a crappy old wheelchair. Right. Oh, my God. Put that snake on 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 lay the gray like whoever whoever's <laughs> available. They got plenty available. Oh, my God. Man, OK, we're all over the place today. Yeah, we are. I like. I can't not talk about Alice Roosevelt. So let's talk about, uh, you want to talk about the, um, oh, before we get to that. Yeah. So every pay-per-view's increased year over year. Yeah. Last year, all in, all out, did yeah. 205,000 buys. Yeah. Which I believe was the highest of any pay-per-view at that point for AEW. I think it was. Yeah. There is zero chance no. it's sitting 205. Like, this is going to do fine. I think it'll do fine. Yeah, it'll do fine. Because I think... I think there's 150,000 people that are going to buy every AEW pay-per-view. I fully believe that. Yeah, I think that. so. Yeah. And then there's an extra 50, 50 mm-hmm. to, to, you know, 75 mm-hmm. that'll buy the big ones. And we don't even have a main event. I, now, I like this card a lot. I think it's a really good card. I do too. And I really actually good. like the story they're telling. That's what's weird yeah. about it. That's the thing is everything has been working and I don't. Okay. Let's talk about it right now. CM Punk comes out and he gets beat by John Moxley in eight seconds, approximately, yeah. maybe yeah. 30 seconds. Um, he basically throws a high kick, injures his foot. Yep. Moxley uh stomps a mud hole in him, yep. went like wins. Yep. And he's carried off injured. Yep. I I liked it. I really liked great. it. The way they presented it was great. And also, a lot of people listen, I've got all these people who are so mad at this, so mad as garb. Like what what not only did he lose in 30 seconds, he did so in the middle of the card. Yeah. Maybe that's because they made everyone think this was right. going to be a 40-minute match. They did a great job of doing that. They were yeah, like, hey, we've I, only got two matches left yep. for the rest of the show, and we're gonna and, and we're gonna go over to show yes. you both of the matches. Which clearly shows why they put this where they did. Right. So that you get the whole match in. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody thinks. And it was a swerve. And I yep. loved it. It yeah. was a great swerve. Yeah, I loved it too. Um, and now CM Punk can maybe go win in Chicago like he was always gonna. If he's not injured, I don't freaking know. I don't think he is. No. But they I, they need to tell us on Wednesday. Right. Like, this is their last shot to tell us what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to be in Chicago. So I'm thinking, you know, it's Moxley comes out. They say something about, you know, what's the, what's going to be the world title status at all out or something. He comes out, you know, starts calling out people, does a Trump typical Moxley speech and then cult of personality hits. Yeah. Punk comes out. He's got a foot in a boot and he's like, I'm sorry. I told you I was going to go to the wheels love off. I let you over, I let everybody down. I let myself down. I let my dog down, you know, just like, 
this may be it for me. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I really wanted to do this for you, but you know what? Like I got, I'm not going to let it go out like that. If I'm going out and the wheels are going to fall off, the wheels are going to fall off. Yeah. You give me the match tonight and I'm going to put my career on the line. Limps to the ring. Yeah. Limps to the ring says, this is it. You can, you can put me out of my misery or I'm going to take that title. It's one of the right. two things is going to happen. And, and does the straight up dusty roads, you know, put your, and he pulls it off. Yeah. That's put your hand on the TV. I can do it. If, if the people of Chicago are there for me, I'm going to be yeah. for them. And this may be the last time you see me. And listen, there's a lot of people that no matter what he does, he can kick a child in the face. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to reach out and touch that. I don't screen. think he wouldn't. Oh no. I think he absolutely would. Um, a lot of people because of the, how he influenced them in certain times of their lives. Right. The pipe bomb speech was powerful. Mm-hmm. Also, and I know a number of them, there's just a lot of assholes out there that like assholes. <laughs> so there's a lot of CM Punk fans out there that yep. really want to defend CM Punk no matter what he does. Yeah. Because they're just assholes. Right. But listen, there's a lot of assholes out there. They need someone to cheer for. They need somebody to cheer for. Just like I need John Silver to cheer for, yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think it's going to be good and I, you just got to give them time. Do I think it's a mistake waiting for this long to do it? Absolutely. I do. But they only just got the guy back. You had literally two weeks to work with him. Right. That's what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to work. I think it'll, I think that last week of the buildup will do it. I've been complaining about it. Uh, you know, to me, I got really mad when they just showed that one clip because it, it just showed that they hadn't, you know, it, it seemed like he hadn't thought out. They could have, uh, like, they could have interviewed the man. Yeah. Throw, kick people out of the dressing room. Yeah. What does this mean for your future? I don't know. Get out. Like, it's the type of, it's the type of, of vignette. Right. That you've been talking about and we've been talking about yeah. since I feel like the first week of the show. Right. That they never do. And they're always so good. They're always so right. effective when they're done. Right. And they don't do it. Yeah. But now. Why? Oh, yeah. go ahead. Why can we get the promo of Daddy Magic's life out yeah. of blood and guts? That's what I wanted to see from CM Punk. Yeah. Was him in despair. I I thought I'd come back and my in body, pain, gave, my in body despair, gave out. Punching a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Pure. Mm. Now it's time for Peppermint Fatty's Conspiracy Corner. Oh, I love it. Let's talk. Let's talk about the moment uh-huh. when John Moxley seemingly called out John Cena <laughs> on AEW Dynamite. That's right. Continually my saying, my time is now. Yeah. My time is now. Yeah. That can't be a coincidence, right? I mean, I did not see John Cena there. So, so the conspiracy in my mind yeah. would be the best I can get out of this is what if. What if Kevin Ely? Yeah. John Cena's contract is currently up with WWE, but there's really no need to immediately resign because he has such a good relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And John Moxley knows this. It's like, man, wouldn't it be great if we could get John Cena in here? I'm going to call him out and see if he responds. Yeah. That's Mike. That's this week's that- Peppermint Fatty's Conspiracy Corner. Chicago would can you imagine if yeah. that music hit oh my god <laughs> that's his there'd music be people too, like ripping their shirts open yeah there'd be i don't know Weeping and gnashing of teeth heads would literally explode you just hear mass <laughs> popping sounds and that, i think john silver's head would explode yeah i mean 
good Lord. Yeah. This is never going to happen, by the way. Yeah. But my God, if it did. Oh, and you know, that just smooth over all the locker room issues all in one appearance. You just bring John Cena. Absolutely. Yeah. And now that we're 50 minutes into the show, let's take a quick moment. Let's take a quick time out to talk about patreon.com patreon.com slash fight game media for only five dollars a month not a week ladies and gentlemen a month that's right sixty dollars a year but you don't have to pay it all up front five dollars a month you get extra shows from all the hosts here at fight game media from me from kevin ideally the two of us together but god only knows what may happen in the future um you're going to get extended episodes of brace for impact and a number of other shows um, it's a great way to help support your favorite podcast host. If that is indeed us, I can't imagine it is, but if it is great way to help support us for just pennies a day, the price of a less than the price of a cup of coffee. You can't get a cup of coffee a day for $5. No. How many cups of coffee can you get for $5, Kevin? I mean, if it's Starbucks, zero cups of right, coffee, zero cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So check out patreon.com slash fight game media. And as always, check out uh fightgamemedia.com. And, and follow on Twitter to come. What and yes, definitely follow us on Twitter. Fight Game Media, also on Instagram. Um, hoping to help out a little bit more with that that in the future and get get it more active. But uh, hopefully, we can. We've been covering all the breaking news lately, so uh, yeah, follow us on all social media. And uh, yeah, this was supposed to come fifteen minutes in the show, not fifty, <laughs> because I am a consummate professional. We got a lot off our chest, though. I think the rest of it will go pretty fast because we probably had a lot so. of things we're going to talk about. I think so. Do you want right. to skip you know to what? the heat index and talk about the show after, or yeah, let's talk let's talk about all out after. Let's okay. jump to the heat index. You know what? There's one more thing. Okay. There's one more thing before we get to the heat index, and that is, I believe it was Dave Meltzer that said this week. I could be mistaken, but uh-huh. I think I'm right. That there are people in the AEW locker room whispering into the ears mm-hmm. of Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, mm. attempting to turn them against Tony Khan mm. and the Young Bucks. And apparently there is some concern that they are not being respected or, or whatever. And there might be some FTR issues right now. And, and I think you've got some actual things that have happened recently that might lend credence to that theory. Yeah, so the one thing that was a big talk about conspiracy theories that everyone freaked out over, I think it was just today or when we Mm -hmm. taped this, um, that the in Germany, there were some people in Germany, they released uh, a lot of game footage that people actually got to play the AEW video game, which um, forever, which people are very excited about because it, it apparently is very reminiscent of the old No Mercy Oh, that's uh, awesome. WCW and And I'd heard that was their plan. And yeah. one of the things I heard from the beginning just um, is that I've heard, a lot of people have heard complain about the graphics, mm-hmm. not quite up to snuff. From the beginning, they said the gra- this the graphics aren't the sell. Right. Gameplay is the sell. Yeah. Because the, like literally they cannot afford right. to put together graphically the game that WWE can afford to. Right. But for me. Yeah, I don't care. That's it's about the style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. You can give me the best graphical game in the world. I want to play Mario Kart. Okay? Right. Right. Like I want to play a game that's just fun to play. I do not care yeah. about the graphics at all. I, I still have an I have a Nintendo 64 hooked up to my 4K TV right now. I've only played it once in a year, but mm-hmm. I just knowing that No Mercy is at my tip of my fingertips anytime I want to turn it on. And it looks like garbage on a 4K TV. So I'm excited to have a version of it that is like yeah. 4K TV ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I'm probably going to buy an, 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 a, 
a game system for the first time in years. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I'll buy a game system to play this game. Um, but apparently FTR is not in it. Yeah. Apparently FTR has found out that they were either removed or just didn't make a cut of how many people are going to be in the game. I assume that means, I assume that means there's probably other people who are currently on television who are also not in the game. But to it does clear, seem like a tremendous oversight that the... some bullshit, man. Yeah. They were <laughs> world champions. Like, right. They were... Like, at okay, least yeah, the number two team. tag teams. Yeah. Yes. They're at least two. number two or two. Yeah. At the worst. And that makes me, that gets me really worried. Yeah. Like if I don't get best friends, if I don't get dark order, I'm going to be really upset. And then I'm also going to be upset if I get them. Right. And I don't have FTR. Right. And if they were in it and got taken out. Right. I'm flipping tables. Well, so. Others have countered by saying that perhaps it was a strategic move because they'll probably have some sort of uh, downloadable, you know, downloadable pack or, whatever, or something, yeah. and they need to have some characters. You buy people it from really, GameStop, you get FDR. Yeah, they'll get real excited about or something like that. And, and also, uh, they yeah. better have a really strong creative character option so everybody... Oh, they have to. I'm putting in Big Van Vader, or I'm done with it. Right. I'm, I'm out. Right. I don't get I need, Vader. I'm I need out. Stan Hansen. I need to be able to yeah. put Harley Race in there. I need to... Yeah. Back in the day, in 64, did you play WCW NWO World Tour? No, or I never either did. Either one. I, I will play okay. No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 were the oh, ones I had. I was really excited. Okay, who was your guy? Who who was your go-to? If you were playing it with friends, like in a dorm, uh, who ben, was your go-to? Benoit. Benoit. Benoit was my number two. Yeah. My number one was Scott Steiner on WCW NWO World okay, Tour. Okay, yeah, sure. And those were my two guys. Yeah. I told you about the move. I've talked about the past of the move my roommate and I had. We were undefeated in tag team matches. We were unbeaten. Really? Yeah. I remember you talking the, about we this. We could I hit the 3D the at a moment's notice <laughs> and and not even call it out to each other. And then we had a move called the non-slot on, non-stop onslaught, where once you hit the 3D, a person would be down in the center of the ring. And then you take turns hitting top rope moves off of them. This turns. feels like a Silver Reynolds special, right? Yeah, you you, you like. literally could just hit top rope moves on them over and over and over again until the person would just throw down the controller and quit the match. So we were like, we didn't win the game. We beat the human. Okay, so we have absolutely talked about that because then I brought up my NASCAR like 99 right. move or whatever, which I will not bring up this time. We've already <laughs> talked about Alice. Anyway, FTR got cut. People are mad about it. I'm uh, mad about it. Yeah, and, and they're in like a kind of pointless match on all out which hey motor city machine guns are cool that's That'll gonna be, be cool. an awesome match i would much rather see FTR defend the w. titles against yeah defend the roh titles or defend the uh new japan titles against aussie open like there's so many great matches to feature them that would be so much better than this but yeah. i mean it's it's frustrating it's really frustrating the fact that it was they were never even considering Doing a, a, a four-way title unification with right. Young Bucks? Right. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And clearly clearly it was because they needed to get the titles off the Young Bucks to get in the, in the six-man right. picture, the trios picture. Right. I got him turning into Jim Ross. Good Lord. <laughs> um, all right. So we've covered that. Let's yep. get into this week's Heat Index. Yep. Kevin, who is your honorable mention this week? <sighs> Powerhouse Hobbs. He's got the new... The man is a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. And I, I mean, just squashed seven young star Ashton Day. Day. Yeah. Uh, just destroyed him. Came right after Wardlow. And I saw those two squash matches back to back. And I thought, wow, I need to see Powerhouse Hobbs against Wardlow. Yeah. And I feel like that's where they'll go next. Like, So I, I'm not loving 
the factory beating up oh, Ricky no. Starks, yeah. leading to a match between Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Also, Ricky Starks has had zero offense right. since he got it. Like, like since he lost the FTW title, he's not got one second of yeah, he offense. He just got punked out. He gets punked out week after week after week, and now I'm no longer as into into him beating Will Hobbs right. as I thought it was. Now I kind of want to see Will Hobbs win and go I face think, Wardlow. I think Will Hobbs will win. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a shame because Starks is... They had a star yeah. set up ready. They had a star be, yeah. was born on TV two, two weeks mm-hmm. ago. And they've already ruined it. He still can be, but it's everything you talked about he before where be. he's got plans. Tony's got his plans and he sticks to them, you know? And so it's like FTR is the hottest tag team in the company and they sort of let... They're letting them cool off. They let Starks, Wardlow cool off. Yeah, they let Wardlow cool off. Almost forced him to cool off. Yeah. Starks is hotter than he's ever been. Hobbs is hotter than they've ever been. So it's kind of a deal where yeah. they're both hot. One of them was just going to come out ahead. You have all these people who should be hot. Yeah. But they're not letting them be. Right. Right. They, I mean, it's I mean, very Hobbs is looking good. Like they got the new entrance yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, he I looks think. Great. Yeah. So it'll all be like what happens the week after. You right. Know, if he if he comes out of that match and then like feuds with, you know, Nick Camarado or something. Um, that'll be pretty bad. New Joey Ryan version of Nick Camarado. <laughs> right. God help us if he has anything in yeah. his pants. God help us all. Yeah. Okay. Who is your number five? I have, what is your number five? I have uh, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. I thought about including Jericho, but I feel like it's really the two of these guys that are. Yeah. The, I'm the, all about, I'm all about this. Daniel yeah. Garcia making his decision. Yeah. I kind of. My heart, I want, I want him to choose Blackpool. Yeah, my brain says this is a swerve. My brain, brain says swerve too. Screaming, this is a swerve. And I think it's better for him to be a swerve. I think. Yeah. I think if he were to join, if he were to turn and join Blackpool, he would become another Wheeler Yuta. You know what? There's two things here. Number one, I wouldn't mind seeing him drive out Wheeler Yuta. I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number two, I feel like he will make the sw- turn. But like in in four or five years, yeah, as they continue to drop hints of this over the next half decade, right? <laughs> I think that's most likely what's right. going to happen. The one thing I don't like is that he's not involved in the match, and it feels kind of gimmick, you know. Because on one hand, it's like it's it's the same thing that happens with Jericho mm-hmm. that's happened over the last you know year is you know first it's santana standing up to him and then santana gets set aside to put eddie kingston then eddie kingston gets set aside to put in moxley and moxley gets set aside to put in claudio and now brian danielson's back and daniel garcia you know so daniel garcia kind of gets fighting put aside. to stay awake just listening i know daniel garcia gets pushed aside so brian danielson can get the match I would have liked it if uh garcia had like kind of told them both off and was like i'll take both of you on that and that would have been like, awesome. Done like a triple threat, or if they had done as the ref, but that's a little too WWE. I they have the three way. Yeah, and if um, if he wins, he he can pick whoever he wants. Yeah, but if he loses, whoever wins gets him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would have been good. Why not? Yeah. Or they get you know. Well. I don't know, Brian Daniels. I hope Tony's still listening. Like, Maybe oh, he'll incorporate that. He's still got know, Let's, to let's fix hope it. so. Yeah. Let's hope he's not asleep yet. Yeah. All right. Number four. Britt. She absolutely deserves to be here because yeah. I am really, 
I have not been excited about the women's division in a long time. Yep. I see everybody complaining there's not enough women's matches. Really? Who do you want? You want Layla Gray versus Kylan King? Is that what you want? Is that what you really want? Because Don, like Rampage is sitting right there. Go watch it. No, I want to see Britt Baker. I want yeah. to see Britt Baker and her nonsense. Yeah. I want to see her and Jamie Hayter and Rebel be mean girls. That's yep. what I want to see. I kind of wish she was back in her wheelchair passing those to Tony. Yeah. Um, those were <laughs> the right. glory days. Those were the glory days. days of Brit, the glory days of Cleveland, of Pittsburgh, yep. and the glory days of AW Dynamite. Yep. Um, that's what I want. So um, I love that she's here. By the way, she beat Colin King this week. Yep. Colin King's uh, doing well for herself lately. She did all right. She looked all right. Yeah. She should be. Uh, you know who else would have looked good? Hmm. Somebody who was signed Someone AW. Somebody already, already here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Nothing against nothing against Kylan King. Nothing against Kylan. No, I like Kylan King, and yeah. I really I want her to get a push one day. I want her to get a good character, right. And be somebody in AEW. Yeah, you know, right. you're about to put the belt back on Britt. Yeah, you know, Built we some, can do a little yeah. better than Kylan King. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anything else on that? I think that's about all I had. It did. Well, I did hate. I did hate how they announced it because I. I, it was I completely missed how they announced it. I think a lot of that was because they put Rosa in the in. They put it all on Rosa to deliver the information, and she's just not great at that. And some of it's Especially her accent. When she's like, it, yeah. When she, she is in the same emotional state she would have been if someone just put a bullet in her mom's head. <laughs> That's her emotional state at that moment. Right. You're not going to get yeah. all the information across. Right. This woman was devastated yeah by whatever happened backstage right yeah tony should have taken care of her tony should have you know put up there and tony should have been the one to tell brit that she you yeah. know they should have had they should have done it as opposed to this weird thing where it's like so-and-so's coming out and, yeah there's a dozen ways they could have done it better yeah they could have had they could have had tony shivani in in, in the ring mm -hmm. and it could have been a surprise and yeah. they call out the people right who are going to be in that match and they're all Freaking yeah. excited and running Red out. Their match. Tony comes in the ring. Hey, you saw the news. I'm going to announce you're the first entrance into the four way match. Well, that's right. I should be. Well, but also it's Jamie Hader. What? Oh no. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. okay because she's going to help me win. Or is she? And then yeah, you know, like there's call plenty out of Sheet and she comes out and gets face to face. Yeah. And then they're kind of bullying her, and then out comes Tony Storm. Right. And you yeah. realize what the match is going to be. It's going right. to be a glorified tag team match. Right. Yep. I don't know. I'm excited about it, though, even though they did a terrible job probably, with it. I think it'll be a good match. By the way, I like Dynamite way more watching it live than talking about it here. <laughs> way more. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Kenny Omega. Uh, Man's a superstar. And uh, he would, didn't even do anything on the show except come out and stare at Will Ospreay. But like for once, they actually oh, had need, like man. a recap video making such a big deal about him coming back. Um, I gave that stare down five and three quarter stars. Oh. Just yeah. so you're aware. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of um, low. I that's, am really that's just a Tuesday for Will Ospreay. That's just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Kenny basically said all the things you've done, I did, but I did it in front of sold out crowds. Right. You did it in front of like, I don't and know. Will said, I've, I've done people. all the things you did, but I did it in less time. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Will yeah. Ospreay is an he is a freaking awesome wrestler. Yeah. And the thing is, people say he doesn't have the personality. I think oh, my gosh. I think he's, he's got, got so much personality. He's got everything. Yeah, he he does have it all. And um, I mean, he he came out. He was he looked like the best wrestler in the world. He's number two, by the way. We as well can announce that. But like, you know, I, I almost put them in together. Who's, who's number one? 
uh, who's number one on the list? CM Punk and John Moxley. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I thought you were saying he's number two best wrestler in the world. Oh, no, no, like, no. Wait. Sorry. You have Okada number one? I was no, like, I, I think right now he's the best in the world. I think he's number one. He's yeah. my number one. Well, and, we just gave away the, yeah. the, the the number one this week. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. There are people just yeah. losing their minds over this being spoiled. Right. Yeah. So, oh. Will, I mean, the, here's the downside. I'm more excited about seeing Will and Kenny in a trios match next week than I am the potential of what the main event will be at all out yeah. of, of, of the finals. I feel but like the only thing yeah. I the only thing I don't like about this trios match, and it is going to be a banger, is I really don't know anything about Aussie Empire. Yeah, like, I love Will Osprey. I know a lot about him. Yeah, I don't know anything about these. I don't know their names. Aussie Open. Yeah. I Aussie Open. I don't even know. See, I don't even know their name. Yeah, I don't know like, their names. If, if you put them in a, in a lineup right now, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you who they were. I wouldn't have a clue. Like, I've seen them wrestle a number of times now. Yeah. They're clearly good wrestlers. They're clearly good wrestlers. Yeah. They're, they're I don't know very good. They seem very good. And I don't, I, I'd like, and I feel bad because it's like they're on shows that I want to watch. Yeah. Like, I want to be watching New Japan Strong and all the shows that they're on, but I just don't, I just, don't have the time to watch it all. Look, man, I put all my eggs in the AEW basket. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to another non-traditional job. Yes, <laughs> this 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 eight thirty to five. It yeah. ain't working for me. I don't get to watch anything. I used to watch everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to get out of this yeah. office. Come on now. <laughs> it's killing me. Ah, <sighs> like a like a dog on a leash. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Just driving to work every morning with the same people on the same road. Yeah. Like we're just a dog wearing a hole in the backyard, going <laughs> to poop every day at the same time, same place, yeah. same path. Yeah. My God, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Wait till you drive home and then you don't even remember driving home. Oh, like you just started. Yeah. Already been there. Yep. Let's see. All right. Number one, CM Punk, John Moxley. Yeah. It's all anybody's talking about. It yep. lasted 30 seconds. The match was a shock. Yep. I really liked it. I did too. And everybody's been so negative. It's like I've caught their negativity mm -hmm. and I don't want to because I really liked it. Yeah. I loved how they presented it. I love the post match, how they, when they took Punk out, they're, he's hobbling out felt, on one foot. It, it felt real. It, it felt, felt like, like a something big deal. that would happen in MMA. Yeah. You know, they had a little Listen. detail like Ace Steel, you know, his trainer. Yeah. The guy who trained him to wrestle, helping him out, and the look that he gave him. Yeah. While it was great. He turns around and looks over his shoulder to see John Moxley celebrating the crowd with the fans. Like that that felt big time. That was it was a it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. And to me, this is like I don't know. It's like a Mike Tyson fight in AEW. Yeah. Sometimes in real in real matchups, mm -hmm. match ends in ten seconds. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Right. And I like that they did that to show that anything could happen at any time in AEW. And um, and CM Punk can definitely still come back and win. Yep. And I don't know. Everybody just, I don't know. Everybody was just, I don't know, everybody just seems to be, I'm in a bad mood this week. Yeah. Namely today. But um, just everybody's been so negative about it. And yeah. I don't know why. Just butthurt. Everyone's just butthurt. Everybody's, butt hurt. everybody's butt hurt for for whatever reason. I can't even tell. Yeah. Like AEW's had worse periods of time, I think. Maybe not ticket sale wise, but yeah, creatively they've creatively, been, yeah, they've they done sure. way worse. Yeah, because like man, dude, this okay. I want to I want to pull up the I want to pull up the match line. Yeah, go for it. All right, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. 
It's a great match. Yeah. Swerve and, and Keith Lee versus the acclaimed. That is exciting. Love that. Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a great match. Mm-hmm. Christian Jungle Boy. A great match we've been building for like a year. Mm-hmm. Wardlow FTR versus Jay Lethal Motor City Machine Guns is a great match. It'll be good. Yeah. Jade is going to fight somebody. Yeah. That'll be a match. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have most likely Moxley versus Punk, and that's going to be a great match. Yep. Sting, Darby, and Mirror versus House of Black. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's probably my favorite match on the card if it happens. Wow. Even yeah. Eddie Kingston versus that asshole Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that one if it happens. Um, the trio's final. Me, like, there's what's that? The trio's final. That's gonna be good. I didn't even remember that one. Yeah. Also, this four way women's match. Right. The, there's not a bad match on this card. Yeah. There's not, not one. Do you see Matt Hardy on this card? Nope. No. This is not a bad match on this card. Yeah. Um, but everybody's so negative about it. It's, it's kind of doused my excitement a little bit. Right. It's weird. Like that's a, this is oh, how the we felt about ladder match. Yeah, that's gonna be great. This is now there. This is how we. Comment. This is how we felt about Forbidden Door though at this time. And it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is this show is gonna be awesome. By the way, somebody made a really good point, and they bought a ticket. They're flying across the country mm-hmm. to see Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Adam Page isn't on this card yet. Right. I'm assuming. I'm hoping he will be, maybe yeah. he'll be in the finals of the six man. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, better be. <laughs> but again, yeah, it better be. If we just, like, we cannot just have him be another guy in the casino battle no. oil. Right. Okay. Let's say there's a joker. Let's say it's a new signing. Is there anybody you want? Like, like there's an nobody actual I new signing? I, want. I can't think yeah, of anybody. I can't, I can't think, think of anybody, anybody left out there right now. Yeah. No. There's some former WWE guys that have been on Dark lately. Uh, no Way Jose and another dude. Yeah. Um, definitely doesn't need to be in either of them. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, no, there's only one guy. Yeah. There's only one guy. There's only one guy who could be that person. It's John Cena. <laughs> it's the only one. That's okay, the only maybe one. one other guy. <laughs> Who's your other? Who's your MJF. other? MJF. That's true. But dude, you can't do MJF now in this. It would be I'd be so upset if it was just MJF. If it was MJF and he but, won, I mean, if he won, yeah, that'd be great. Especially if that gets you a title shot immediately right. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We haven't even talked about MJF. Yeah. You want to talk about MJF and Cody? Did I? Yeah. Oh, basically about. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was just like how bad that that shoot promo that they let him do actually probably really harmed their rip. Like that's probably when I did. feel like people were like, oh. It, AEW has problems and then like everybody you know well it's letting like, him go out and do that and make it seem like a place right after cody rhodes left and then make it seem like a place that big stars want to leave bad yeah. timing to do that really bad time yeah in hindsight and also I was like, it kind of buried wardlow's win over him and took yeah. so much steam out of wardlow's sales right just for him to walk go away not be seen and everybody wonder if it's yeah. real and if everybody wants to leave AEW. right terrible the whole thing was awful. Yeah. And everybody we still said don't know the time. story. We still don't know the story of what, what's up with that. But it would have been better if he had just been stretchered off at double or nothing yeah. and had not been seen since. At the time, everybody said, if this is a work, yeah. it's going to hurt the company. Yep. And whether it was a work or not, it has hurt the company. Yeah, it has hurt 100%. the company. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I, oh, that's all I had about that. Okay, hey, I'll welcome see. him back with open arms if he's coming back. I, I really want him back right now. Yeah. Really want him back. I keep talking about how they kind of have their full roster now, but they don't. Yeah. They legitimately don't have probably their most talented guy mm-hmm. right now. That's true. 
Let's see. So Jay Lethal beat Dax Harwood. What'd you think of that match? I liked it a lot. It was a really good match. I, I liked it a lot, you know, and normally it'd be the kind of thing that I'd be like, oh, Dax Harwood's my favorite wrestler, and, you know, and he probably still is at the moment, but it's that kind of thing where it's just like, man, FTR is so hot. Like, I wanted to, I was trying to figure out how can I start a movement of whenever um, the Young Bucks or Swerve and Lee are on camera, the crowd just chants FTR. Like, yeah, every time. They've, they've, like they need help because they're, I don't think I'm not a big conspiracy theorist about keeping them like under the thumb or any of that stuff. I think what they see is that FTR is a solid co ACE act. Yeah. And so they're like, why would we, we, you know, they don't need the title to be as over as they are. Let's just keep them where they are. And then that way we can have another thing, you know, with our champions and just keep them on rampage. And And it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake because what's going to happen is they'll cool off. It'll be like hook. Yeah. Hook was the hottest guy in the company. You had like, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Hook said a sentence this week. Yes. Pissed me off. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear hook talk. I want to hear hook not talk. Right. That's hook. Right. Oh, yep. Hook didn't didn't even hear your questions. There was that. What's that? Hook shouldn't even hear your questions. Because he's no, just listening to whatever he's got in his earbuds. He shouldn't be able to hear it over the sound of the chips. Yeah. He should. He, sh- he needs to act like my 14-year-old daughter. She just walks around her earbuds, and then you ask her a question, and she just goes. <laughs> and then when you ask her what she said, she just gets mad and huffs and walks off. I think that's that's going to be your relationship until she the first weekend of college when she immediately comes home with other laundry. Right. <laughs> And starts like having long conversations with you and your right. wife again. I look forward to that. Exactly. Okay. Um, Dark Order versus House of Black on Rampage was really good. I really liked that one. See, I didn't. Really? I didn't. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I think I was not fair to it. I just hated the end. I, I Oh, yeah. The I end didn't. was terrible, but we predicted the end. Yeah. We predicted it. it. It just was that whole thing of like Malachi Black just gets beat you know, by a roll up. Oh yeah, that was B that was bull. That was yeah. BS. Also, I didn't like although I, I am able to justify it in my head that the Dark Order because the Dark Order was carrying out Tin with the injured knee. Yeah. And that they just kind of left Miro to die. Right. They left that man to perish. Yes. Um, and of course they had to, and and that worked well with Tin and his knee. Um, what about the six man on uh on Dynamite? What were your thoughts on that one? Oh, that was fantastic. That was such a great That was part of, I think that was part of why I didn't like the other one, because it was such a traditional. It was so much better. Very, yeah. And, and that, that, that match was fantastic. And I, and I'm someone who like gets annoyed by like Phoenix flying around with no regard to anybody else in the ring. But the thing is though, when someone can go at his level, uh, you know, it was, it was, that's one of those things where it's like, you call up your non-wrestling buddy and say, come watch this match with me. Yeah. And exactly. then instantly they're a Will Ospreay fan. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It was great. Um, let's see. There was something else there I want to mention. Um, by the way, was it the uh, um, gun club match? No, it wasn't that it's Alex okay. Reynolds. Oh, okay. I like his new beard and yeah. I think it adds some weight to him. Yeah. It works really well in the ring. He feels more substantial. Yeah. That may sound stupid. It probably is stupid. But the the aesthetics matter. And that's a small. Mm-hmm. 
It's a tiny thing. That's true. That to me works really well on camera. It looked a little really less well. goofy, yeah. He looks less goofy, exactly. And then I was thinking, if you gave him a, like a real deal haircut, mm -hmm. like a regular haircut, he would look like a completely different human being, and he probably wouldn't look like a goof at all. Yeah. He's a handsome at guy. All. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was... My God, the amount of women he's been he's been juggling over the years on BTE. Good <laughs> Lord. Let's see. The match I was most disappointed by this week. Mm -hmm. Claudio Dustin. Yeah. It was, did not like that match. I mean, it was a right. fine match. It yeah. was fine. But I expected so much more out of it. And then Claudio takes a, a basically a, a flying headbutt. To, yeah. to the to the castagnolis, to the castagnolis. That's right. And then just immediately, like five seconds later, yeah, basically, I like an uppercut on Dustin and wins the match. Well, I, I think that was a real deal I think thing. It was a botch. That's what I think because I watched it again today just to be sure, and there was a pretty blatant edit. Uh, uh, after it happened, they they went to a full screen replay and then came back to it, and it was just suddenly ending. And I think I would like to go find. They had to I, take I didn't go out. look to see anyone's like reports from that night's taping or whatever, anything yeah. to see. But I bet there was a good minute and a half in between that where they were just checking on Claudio because that was like a let's go home type of finish, yeah. you know? Yeah, Claudio it's never look. smart to try and leapfrog a man who is six foot seven. <laughs> That's not smart, man. No. Hey, come on. We learned nothing from Dr. Death in 1987 when he tried to do that to Barry Windham. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, man. Same thing. Tried to jump a okay. six foot seven man. It's never a good idea, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. All right. So looking forward, let's see. Uh, Dynamite this week is in Vegas. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, Don't have many matches. Okay. I don't generally look forward to Jake Hager matches, but Jake Hager, Brian Danielson, that'll gonna be, be good. good. I think it is. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, we've got Young Bucks and Kenny versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. It's going to be insane. That's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I hope it has. I hope they have at least a half hour. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. And maybe that's why we don't have that many matches. It could be. And then we've. What's that? I said it could be. Yeah, and then we've got, of course, the tag team, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Where's Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter? Can they coexist? Can they, though? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out, and then we're going to get to see them all again on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Very WWE booking, yeah. but not in a bad way this time. And then today, the, today they announced John Moxley will make an appearance, so he'll cut some sort of okay. promo that I'm sure will be announcing the main He's event. Tell us we can't see him. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yep. And then Rampage... Best Friends versus Dark Order. Yep. This match is number one in my heart. It will not be number one in the star ratings. No. But it could be a very... I mean, it could be fun. If these guys want to have a four-star match, they, will, they won't have any problem. This is going to yeah. be a really fun match. And so, clearly, I think, 10 is, uh, is going to have further injuries to his knee. So that's my question. Do you think 10 will be in the match and get further injured, or they'll go ahead and pull him and put Hangman in here to let you know that he's going to be on the pay-per-view? That's a good question. Like, you want people to know he's on the pay-per-view. Yeah, but I could... But to me, you don't want to make the debut until, like, last minute. Right. Oh, that's frustrating. That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't think there's a right answer here. Yeah. I I, I just can't see them going in not saying, hey, man's going to be on the show. But I don't know. They'll figure Maybe, out how to do it in a way that makes it pretty obvious. 
maybe there's the injury. They pull 10 out. They pull out the win, however they do, because they're awesome. Right. And then they announce Hangman Adam Page is going to step in. Yeah. Maybe they do it in the ring. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have ideas at this point. We'll see. I'm sleepy. Yeah. (laughs) Let's wrap it up. Let's see. All right. We've got, we talked about all out. Yep. Any should have been on Dynamites this week. I don't have one. I didn't see. I didn't watch anything else. We're not watching any of this garbage. We had to watch Rampage. Right. I'm mad enough. We should get a damn medal for that. Yeah. Oh. We're not going to do any special shows or anything next for uh, All Out, right? We'll probably just record the normal show because there's a lot of. Make a normal show, but. Kevin, you forget. What? That is the weekend of our AEW Hall of Fame special. Oh, that's right. But we can record that whenever. Yeah. And we're going to have to start really planning very soon for that. Right. By the way, if any of you have any ideas for uh, any any special, any special ideas for our Hall of Fame special uh, for the boom, let us know. Um, I'm at Peppermint Fatty ever on social media. Kevin, how can people find you? At Kevin Ely on Twitter and in the Facebook group of uh, Fight Game Media Facebook group. That's right. By the way, a lot of fun conversations go on there. A lot of great fights. Yep. A lot of heated heated conversations you should definitely join if you haven't already so until next tuesday i'm james mcdaniel from me from kevin ely from everybody here at fight game media have a great week everybody hope to see you again next tuesday